Welcome, folks. I am Nate, your Dungeon Master and Dungeon Monster. Rawr. Don't forget to leave us a rating and review. Thank you for those of you who continue to support us as we publish this episode 10. This is usually a good sign that this campaign is going to go the distance. I hope you're enjoying it. You can tell us that on Facebook if you so choose. All right, let's get into it. Last time on Carrots and Suffering. Our heroes investigated Birdie, the owner of a curio shop that still seems to be getting in new goods periodically, despite the shutdown in trade. Birdie proved to be a gigantic liar. So this piece from Tripoli... Yeah, yeah. It sounds like such a, such a distant and exotic land. How did you come by it? Our heroes all meet the ambitious young detective Khan Bardiche and quiz him on the happenings in town, discovering that due to their unintentional meddling, Melbourne Grey Street won't be riding down the river to cause trouble. So they hurry south to confront the Gullwing Bandit by boat. Slip on my signet ring and, like, you know, reach out to, to like, do, do the little handshake thing, but attempt to, like, flash it. The Gullwing Bandit launches his attack, but one of our heroes recognizes him. You see a man, uh, all of a sudden, just there, who was not there before. He has a silver bow and is well over six feet tall, heavily muscled, and has this cape flapping in the breeze. And he's got this gigantic silver bow. However, before we get that far, Robert, please describe for me the relationship you have, or had, many years ago with like Frikers. Sure. It sounds clearly adversarial to me. One, he participates in the same game, but he comes at it from a completely different approach to life, eschewing the gods and not walking their path when that's clearly what we're meant and designed to do. And so I think as we learned more about each other in the barracks, we grew apart. We became more adversarial than friendly because his path is just wrong. Melbourne Grey Street, on the other hand, well, someone took him out and got him real drunk, so I think he's going to sleep it off most of the morning, which means he's not going to do the usual thing he would do in this situation, which is hop in a fishing boat and get out ahead of you. In the ensuing battle, the Gullwing Bandit, like Frikers, is mystically tossed overboard after a few bad injuries. He can! One guard and like, snap, disappear leaving one guard who immediately just falls onto the boards of the barge and looks very confused. This guy's so slippery. <laughs> Creedon, I actually need to roll. Hold on. The canoes have moved <laughs> from where they were supposed to be. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Something that lets us see where everything <laughs> you is. You just jump in the water. You hear a big splash of water, Zerus. Oh, oh, shit. Right next to you. Oh, shit. As two men slam into the water in the middle of the fog and you hear like bleh, bleh. let's get back into it and uh, now Creighton can I run up to the edge of the boat where I heard the splash and just try to cast Eldritch Blast where the splash is you have disadvantage yes but you're firing blind I figured as much let me find my hot dice. Okay. That is... The lower one is a 15 to hit. Okay. And then I need you to roll me. Evens, you hit like, and odds, you hit the guard. <laughs> yep. Uh, Even. 
It was a four. Oh, nice. All right. Roll your damage. All right. Plus hex. Uh, where's my d10? There it is. 12 force damage, and hex nice. is 1d6 necrotic. Four necrotic. You fire into this thing. Zeros, through the fog, this lipstick-shaped heart zips past you, <laughs> slamming into the water. Boulain. Zeros and Boulain both do a... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he's right next to our boat. He's in the water and probably about 10 feet away from you, but the fog is really obscuring this. You're basically blind, but you see a shadow and you hear the water splashing. And we saw the lipstick blast. And the li- you saw the lipstick blast go right by you. Did they hear a, ugh? <laughs> there were some shouts, yeah. Okay. She stands up and she says, surrender the bow and I'll heal you. Okay. Roll me a, persu- mm, a persuasion or intimidate. You get to choose. Persuasion is better for me. Ooh. Ooh. 22. Heck yeah. Okay. You hear some shouts from the canoes as the fog suddenly dissipates. It's gone. and. You don't think that was part of the plan. You are in a pile of canoes. There are five other canoes out here, totaling ten other people. They look like men from the swamp. They've got bark strapped on to crappy clothes. They're wielding sickles, farm implements, essentially. They've got ropes and grappling hooks, and they look panicked, actually, at this development and start rowing really hard. Which is going to bring us to Kaima. Kaima grabs hand crossbow from one of her men and fires into the water at who she assumes is like. And thanks to Bane, she will miss. Which brings us to the Alok engineers. Only two of them now are functioningly with crossbows and not afraid. They will run up and also both fire at like. One of them will connect. Like will take another four damage. Cirrus. Oh, also, just for the record, my suggestion on him is, yeah, as soon as he took damage, that was not, he, he's not suggested anymore. I mean, good news, he's still running like hell. <laughs> he's also not frightened anymore. That was only until the end of my next turn. Okay, that's fair. So just, just so you know, he may still be trying to flee. I don't know. He is. He is. <laughs> yeah. How close is the nearest canoe? It's like right next to you. They're basically a a stride's length in front of you. Okay, and then from there, at the current moment, all the canoes are kind of that close. Two of them are that close. Two of them are a canoe's length away. Two of them are just a little bit further, but everything is within jumping distance if you were to jump. Okay, yeah, I'm going to play that game. I will rage and pull my axe and head to the next canoe. Okay, roll me an acrobatics check. Your DC is only 10. Can I use athletics? You can, yes. Balance made sense, but I'm going to let athletics work here. My hope was to use athletics because... Benevolent dungeon master. (laughs) Because I am much better at that. (laughs) So that's a 19, which means 20. You are in the canoe you want to be in. You land in the canoe. The two guys are confused by this, but the canoe stays upright. Oh, thank goodness. I'll attack the one rowing. Okay. Get him. Nope. Uh, With a rage, that is... Nine. Nine. Ugh. Their AC is shit, but it's not quite that bad. He's prone. He's prone rowing, though. No, go on. Oh, that's a good point. Give yourself advantage. Really? (laughs) Okay. He's got his hands full. He is prone, and he was not expecting this. 
that in this case is going to be a 12. Not much better, but... 12 is enough to hit. Okay. Oh, sorry. Did you just chop a man in half? <laughs> well, yeah, so... And the boat underneath him. <laughs> four damage, I roll a d12 and a d6. I got an 11 and a 6. Ow. So that is 16 slashing and 7 radiant for 23 damage. Okay, yeah. You hit him real hard. There is no way he's surviving. I jump to the next canoe if I can. Yep, we'll, let, we'll give the move for this. Give me another athletics, please. 15 on that. Okay, and you land in the next canoe, and this canoe also. The canoers manage to keep it upright and balanced, and that's your turn. Yep, sounds like a good enough turn to me. <laughs> okay, Like is going to do something desperate. I convinced him to surrender the bow. I mean, that could be a desperate move. <laughs> he is going to cast the bad spell. What? <laughs> Rude. The bad spell. Rude. He lied. He needs to admit that when he's beat. He's going to cast the bad spell. <laughs> you keep saying that. That's very scary. <laughs> he never was one to lay down his king. Okay. Something really big rocks in the water oh, God! all of a sudden. A wave rolls across all of the canoes. I'm going to roll some canoe balance checks. Zerus, if you would like to keep your canoe from tipping over, you can help. Yep. Athletics would be appropriate. 19. Okay. Zerus, your canoe is the only canoe that stays upright. As all of the canoes essentially part and roll off the back of what appears to be a crocodile larger than their barge. Your canoe, because it stays upright, is literally suspended on the back of a crocodile. <laughs> All of Zerus's dreams are coming true, says the look on Robert's face. <laughs> Crikey. Like, on the other hand, is on this crocodile's neck. He looks in terrible shape. He's bleeding profusely. He's covered in blood and water. It does not look good. The guard, on the other hand, is not cool with this giant crocodile. He's going to run for it. And that brings us to Creighton. I'm going to try to Eldritch Blast him. Okay. Wait, is he still invisible? He's not. You said that we could see him. No. Okay. He's clinging to dear life to the back of a giant crocodile. Well, that's a 23 to hit. That'll hit. That is eight damage, a force damage, and one necrotic damage. Okay. What does it look like when you render this man nearly deceased? A giant kiss hits him in the back of the head, and then I guess you can like start seeing some flesh decay around where the kiss mark hit, which I guess would be the necrotic damage. And I assume that he just would slump over into the water. That's what he does. He just slides off this crocodile into the water. The magic that summoned the crocodile oh, no. continues, and the crocodile loses its shit. Which brings us to Boulain. Boulain probably got capsized with everyone else, or was she out of? Was she far did you away? roll an athletics roll? I did not roll an athletics roll. Can I do that now? Okay. DC's 12. I get a minus one on athletics. That's not a good sign. That is an eight. <laughs> You're in the drink. <laughs> All right, so she gets capsized when this thing comes up. I mean, that's pretty much like being knocked prone, right? You are knocked prone and swimming. Okay. She surfaces, and she doesn't try to right the canoe or get into it. She just holds on to the canoe, the upside-down canoe. Mm -hmm. 
Is she right next to this crocodile? This crocodile is so big, you are definitely right next, next to this it. crocodile. All right, then she is going to... She'll touch the tattoo and then touch the crocodile and cast Inflict Wounds on him. Okay. Is this a roll to hit? No, I think it's just a saving throw. Okay, I don't have it marked as a saving throw, so I don't know what the save is. No, I think it's a touch attack, isn't it? Yeah, it's a touch attack. What, is, what does that mean? Well, go ahead and look it up. If it's a touch attack, then you're going to roll using your spell modifier plus your proficiency bonus. Okay, it is a touch attack, so I need to roll to touch, I guess. Oh, god damn it. Nine. Probably not enough. You can't get good aim in the water. That's going to bring us to nine very wet bandits who proceed to run for their lives. They all start diving away from you, Zerus. Zerus, there's two in your canoe. You get an attack of opportunity on one of them if you so choose. Absolutely. Thirteen. Thirteen hits. Okay. We went from maximum to minimum damage. The laws of averages are in effect. Yeah, six slashing, three radiant. You hit him real hard, and he goes underwater, and you see him come back up, making a very injured play to swim for the shore. The rest of them are all swimming. They're all swimming for it. They make it about 30 feet in the direction of the shore. Kaima looks at this crocodile and decides, all right, we're done here. <laughs> Turn the boat around, and the engineers start grabbing these big oars and start trying to boat Wait, no. the giant barge away from this crocodile. Zerus, there's one man who has just jumped overboard. You see people shooting out away from you as fast as they possibly can. Everybody's within 30 feet, but they are running for it. Well, swimming for it. This is a garbage plan, but we're barbarian enraged, so we are going to run up to the head of this crocodile. And bury an axe. Okay. You run along his back, no problem. Roll to attack. I do want to understand, like, the mechanics just for a second. Yeah. I'm assuming the crocodile's going to be angry. Yeah. So the, the question is, how is it going to attack me? Because on the head of this crocodile, like, I'm imagining it as large as, like, a terrain feature. This crocodile is as large as a terrain feature. That is true. If you took an elephant and then doubled it in length, that's the plane you have to run along. My question is, how is it going to attack me? Oh, well, it has several options. What is most likely to happen is it's going to roll over. Sure. And then bite at whatever's around its head. Sure, if I'm not on its head anymore. Well, when, once it rolls over, it'll be hard to still be on its head. But we, we give you like a little barrel roll to try to stay under his chin or whatever. I don't know. Or, or grab onto it because it's got all That's those a choice. knobs. Okay. Well, first we're going to bury it. You just got to hold onto its around its mouth so it can't open. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think I, I'm big enough to do that. I will go ahead and attack Reckless. Okay. Ooh, nat 20. Yay, Reckless. That's a crit. That's a well-timed crit. You may need the extra damage. Crit is roll twice. Add once. Okay. Yep. First roll is 17 slashing and 5 radiant. Okay. And then the second damage, no bonuses, is four more damage on top of that. Two and two. Okay. That's 26 total as you smack this thing real hard. How does that look? Is that a deep gash or is that just... You definitely break the skin. There's a solid gash there, but you don't get to the skull. Okay. I grab on as, as hard as I can with one hand. Okay. Well, it's his turn. So the crocodile is going to do what crocodiles do, which is roll. Give me an athletics roll. 21. Nice. Wow. Okay. 
plus five, and because I'm raging, I have advantage on these rolls. Oh, nice. The crocodile does not have advantage, but it is going to try to throw you off, so it is a plus five to this d20 I'm rolling. It will only get a 12, however. So you stay grappled around its neck. It rolls and begins to thrash wildly. This is so cool. <laughs> the thrashing is going to hit random targets, essentially. Mm. So, Boulain, you're in the water nearby. Yep. Then there are about eight or so bandits also in the water and the barge. So there's a one in ten chance it is going... A crocodiles have multi-attack. There is a two <laughs> in ten chance, one in five chance. So, Boulain, roll me a d10. A one and two is bad for you. A d10? Yes. Zero. Ten. <laughs> Great! This crocodile proceeds to... Swallow a man whole. Oh my god. Oh good. That big. And critically tail swipe another one, hurling him out of the water and 30 feet through the air, where he does not appear to survive his landing. And that's going to bring us to Like, who is unconscious and drowning. Creedon. Oh god. Yeah, I don't think I'm supposed to kill him. Is he like floating face down water? Can I see him? At all? He has disappeared in some muddy water uh, next to a crocodile. Yeah. For what it's worth, I'm going to spend my turn trying to stabilize him. Okay, good. I'll just shout out, save him if you can. <laughs> so as soon as he hit zero hit points, I could change my target that Hex was on. So I would have put it on the crocodile as a bonus action. Okay. Or I can just do that now as my bonus action. And then That's I'm fine. going to Eldritch Blast. The crocodile. Uh, that is a 24 to hit. Super hits. And that will... Oh. Two, uh, three, four, five force damage, and two necrotic damage. And that's okay. all I can do. Boulain. Boulain is going to try to grab, like, right. in the water, and she wants to cast Spare the Dying on him. To do this, you're going to have to dive underwater okay. and find him in an absolute darkness muckhole. Great. I think survival, survival? is okay. the best role for this, and I am going to set the- Oh, sorry. Can I cast Fairy Fire and then try to find him? I know I can't like do the Spare the Dying on him at, at, if Casting I Casting Fairy Fire would potentially highlight him underwater. You won't be able to save him this turn. Okay. But you'd be setting up for a better chance to save him next turn. Right. Okay. But if I don't find him on this turn, he's probably going to die. So I need to find him and then save him, right? It's probably a good idea, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you want to fairy fire or try to find him? You're going to kill him before I can save him, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I kind of did a whoopsie on this one. <laughs> I don't get to decide these things. Well, you know, crocodile. <laughs> yeah, all right. She'll try to find him and save him on this turn without okay, the fairy fire. Give me a survivor roll. Because there's a massive thrashing crocodile nearby, the DC is going to be 16. Come on. Five. Five. You go underwater. Okay. <laughs> You'll resurface at the start of your next turn. All right. You will not have him. Bandits, swim as fast as possible away from crocodile. Kaima. Turns around to Creedon is like, save him? Don't save him! I need information from him. We need him alive! The engineers push the barge further from the crocodile. Stop that! <laughs> Zerus, the crocodile rolls upright. You are hanging on to him. You get a breath of air. What are you doing with your turn? Stand up, chop, hold on. Okay, go ahead and give me a 
I think it's fair to call for a, did you hold on to your axe through this mess as you did a 360 barrel roll <laughs> through swamp water sure. on the back of a giant crocodile. <laughs> so let's do an, an athletics DC 12. What a cool episode. <laughs> yes, I've rolled a 12. Perfect. So that's going to be a 17. So yeah, you stand back up. Miraculously, you still have your axe and take your swing. Again, reckless. This time it's going to be a 13. That does not pierce his thick, thick hide. All right. Then I grab on again. That's going to bring us to the crocodile. Crocodile is not loving this. Not able to shake you, it dives. Sure. And does not come back up. Yep. So you are now underwater holding on to the crocodile. How deep is the river? 14 feet. Okay, yep. I'm fine with this. But he's got you underwater. Well, you've got him underwater? Like, it needs to roll a second death save. Oh, fuck. Rolled a one. Oh, God. No. Whoopsie. Whoa. I don't have to touch him to do cure wounds, right? You probably have to, uh, be you have to see, see him. him. I have to be able to see him. Shit. I at least need that bow. So we're still going to be like diving. Healing word is at range. Healing word is is at range. And since he's at zero hit points, I would give him full. If you can see him. Oh. Yeah. You just got to find him. I still have to see him to do healing word. Yep. He's at two failures, one success, and two rounds of drowning out of ten. Mm. So... Not looking great. <laughs> not looking great for him, but you get another chance. Creighton, Gator is underwater. All your friends are also underwater. <laughs> All you can see is this plume of mud. Uh... No sign of Xeris, no sign of Boulain. You see men about 60 feet towards the shore. I don't think I can do, like, anything with creatures that can't... I don't think I can do anything without uh, without being able to see anybody. It's usually a requirement of doing yeah, something. Yeah, it kind of is. Let's see. Okay, so I, I can essentially... This is a total shot in the dark, but that's the best I've got. I can summon a mage hand at any point I choose within range. Mm -hmm. Wait, am I within 30 feet over like would be? How far away am I? Probably. Okay. And then I can, tell, I can really, use but... my feet of telekinetic to try to... Just grab it wherever I manage to put this hand. I'm going to try to do, I don't know, maybe 10 feet underwater from where I saw light go down. And just grab, and then I can pull five feet towards me. I don't know if I'll know if I hit anything or not. Roll me a d20 luck check. <laughs> is don't add anything. I can do. Just roll me a d20 and tell me what it says. 10. 10. That's solidly average. <laughs> you get yourself a nice 12-pound salmon. Just poof, <laughs> right out of that river. <laughs> Zerus is going to love cooking this thing. <laughs> and that's going to bring us to Lane. So she's going to she's going to surface and mm -hmm. now she is going to cast fairy fire into the water. Into the water. You need a dexterity saving throw from Zerus. Oh shoot, that was a bonus action. I could have attacked. The corpse automatically fails. It will be well, it's not a corpse, but the drowning man automatically and fails. He, he will be highlighted. Okay, so I can see and him. And the crocodile also highlighted. Uh, I got a two. You are highlighted. Okay, so she can see like now. You see, now down below you about 10 feet in the water, the massive outline of a crocodile, a smaller outline of Xeris clinging to its neck, and a floating man about five feet down just off to the side. All right, as uh, her bonus action, she's going to cast Healing Word. And since he has zero hit points, he gets the full potential of that. So he gets eight points back. Nice. And she's going to swim towards him and try to grab the bow as he surfaces. Okay. You swim towards him. You can get there. Actually, roll me 
athletics. Let's see if you actually I don't do well do with athletics. Can I do acrobatics instead? I mean, you could be a deck swimmer. You can flip through uh, the water. It doesn't <laughs> doesn't help as much as you'd hope. All right, um, all right. nine. That just means you can do flips in the water. Oh, you're not to him yet. <laughs> not to him yet. Okay. See, athletics, I get a minus one. Acrobatics, I get a plus one. So. Mm, uh, that would have worked. See, she could be like a. She does. <laughs> she does side stroke. It's beautiful. <laughs> okay, so that's going to bring us to the bandits. They hit the rapids swimming. You see them start to pull themselves up on rocks and are trying to run for it. Kaima is just sitting on board going, all right, we probably got some good distance. Let's see if our help comes up for air. Get the crossbows ready. Shoot that alligator. And you see the engineers stop trying to move the boat, get their crossbows, run to the deck. Zerus, you were underwater. Yes. What's up, man? So a couple of questions. First question, can I get my legs on the crocodile for stability, like around the neck? I assume not. I assume the neck is too large for me to straddle it. The neck is technically one size too large for you to straddle, okay. but it, it's got, I don't remember what those fringes are called down the back of a... Yeah. The spiny It's thing. got things you can grab a hold of. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've been using so far. Okay. Can I sheathe my axe, snap it back to my back, and pull out a dagger and attack? I think you're going to have to let the axe go. I let the axe go. I'm going okay. to drop the axe, <laughs> pull out a dagger, and stab at its head. So cool. Okay. I'm trying to aim the for the eyeball. eye, but yeah. yeah, right, if I can. But reckless again, nat 20. Oh, Hell yeah, you get the eyeball. <laughs> it's deep. He goes into the eyeball Four. and he keeps going until he's like shoulder deep. <laughs> I mean, a crit won't kill it. This is... Oh, right, I get to roll this again. The initial roll is eight stabbing, piercing, okay. and five radiant. And the crit damage is another four, two and two. Okay, yeah, you take an eye out. And I hold on for it's dear life. still alive. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Crocodile. Oh, man, he's so mad. <laughs> oh, no. So, so mad. Scared. <laughs> he's going to try to shake you off and then bite you. So let's see if he can shake you off. This needs to be an athletics roll. Yep, 22. It's a 20. You stay attached. <laughs> He can't bite you. You're still on the back of his head. I have no armor, so if I if I fail that roll, I die. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like seems to struggle awake and then kick for the surface. He's going to roll athletics. He actually was disoriented and goes down by mistake. Whoopsie. Hits the bottom of the water, kicks off, and starts rocketing back up. Mm. But he is on his way to the surface. He did not succeed in getting there this turn. Creedon. All right, I am going to Eldritch Blast the Crocodile. That's a 15 to hit. Yep, that hits. That is, oops, there goes my dice. God. Five force damage and five necrotic damage. And then okay. as my bonus action, I I can see, like, now. So I'm going to do the, is he still within 30 feet of human down? Yep. Okay. He's 10 feet down. I'm going to do the, I can just jerk him five feet towards me. <laughs> if, if he's willing, it's. Or he can make a saving, a strength saving throw and has to beat a 13. If he does not want to be... Are you jerking like five feet towards I am towards trying you? to jerk like five feet towards me. Okay. Cro I thought you were talking about the crocodile initially. No. I was like, okay. No. But no, okay. No, like like you jerk him five feet. He, he actually surfaces and takes a big breath of air. That's an effect of your turn. Yep. The pirates slash bandits start running into the water. 
the guards who are all here for revenge are like desperately trying to get away from this damn crocodile. And that's going to bring us to Boulaine. Sadie should follow the bandits. Yes, she thinks the Sadie follow the bandits, but she's still trying to reach like, and mm-hmm. he really wants to get the bow off of his back before he has a chance to figure out what's going on. Okay. Sadie will fly off after the bandits. That's a free action, essentially. And you swim over to like, give me an athletics roll. Acrobatic. Come on. <laughs> She's a beautiful swimmer. No. She's just not very strong. All right, you point your feet better. beautifully. Oh, no, that's not better. Seven. Seven. Okay. You get a mouthful of swamp water. Oh. You have hands on like, but you're grabbing for a bow and you're not getting there. Okay. That is going to bring us to Kaima, who rolls perception and sees like and Boulain surface. And she's like... Somebody give me that crossbow back. Hey, no. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> what a bitch. We're going to capture him. Engineers still wait to shoot a crocodile. And Xeris, you are recklessly stabbing at this beast with a fucking dagger. It's terrible. All right. How's the crocodile looking? 12 on that one. Underwater is mostly how he's looking. 12. You're stabbing and his hide is just really thick. It's going to bring us to Crocodile. He's having a bad day. <laughs> having a real bad day. Crocodile's going to try to get away. Yes, please. So it hits the bottom of this river and then four paw claws kicks off and starts shooting down the river. You're still on his neck. Give me athletics. Oh, my luck ran out. That is a 12. Okay, well, let me see. <laughs> your your luck didn't run out. Um, <laughs> he gets a nine. So yeah, no, you're clinging to this thing. It's just rocketing somewhere randomly. You have no idea where. Just water is rushing as it is swimming as fast as it can to escape. Not you, but everybody else. Dang, I wonder what law the crocodile broke. Like, hits the surface, grabs Boulain, and casts a spell. Hell no. You son of a bitch. I'm done with this bastard, dude. Like, I was trying to help him. In the water, a portal opens up, and you and like pour through it. Oh, come on. Shit. Oh, dang. 500 feet away, which is 400 feet into the swamp, roughly, Boulain and like crash down into a sandbar. The rest of the party has no idea where you went. You're out of sight because the swamp is thick foliage, and you are lying on a sandbar in between whitewater rapids. And Lyke is spitting out water and bleeding profusely. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're at full health. You'll be fine. And that's going to bring us to Cretan. Well, shit. Okay, so they're just gone. And I guess I can see the outline of this crocodile and... Xeris? Yeah, you're lit up too. I don't know if you want to stay on the crocodile. I guess I'll just shoot an Eldritch Blast into the water at the crocodile. Because I can see it. You'll have disadvantage, but you could definitely yeah, okay. see it. Fairy Fire, though, gives you advantage. Okay, you have a regular shot. Oh, okay. That is a an 18 to hit. That'll hit. I'm doing pretty well with my to hit rolls today. It's very nice. And that will be six force damage and five necrotic damage. Okay. How much HP does that thing have? It's a real big crocodile. Boulain, you are safe. You're out of the water. There's no crocodile. He's just coughing up water. He's he's coughing up water. There's a bow on his back. He's been hit multiple times. He looks in bad shape. He's got four or five hit points. Eight hit points. Eight hit points, yeah. I'm out of level one spells. And Zerus might need the level two spell. 
She's going to grab the bow because he's on his hands and knees spitting up water. I'm guessing. He is. Yeah, she's just going to grab the bow and tear it off. Do I need to roll for that? Yes, although he will have disadvantage, but it's still... You can actually... I'll give you... You can roll acrobatics this time. I can roll acrobatics? Yay! Yeah, you're going to finesse it off of him. He rolls a one, so <laughs> you probably get it if you don't roll I a one. I rolled a two, which is a three. Yay! 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 <laughs> You have a bow. You have the bow in hand. Right, you should just keep slipping um, in the mud. As soon as it's in your hand, you hear a whisper in your ear. Look out. Behind you. Oh. I don't think she's dumb enough to fall for that, but... <laughs> she's going to back off five feet. She's going to half turn so she can see both like and potentially whatever is behind her. Seven bandits come sprinting through the brush oh, up dang. this river headed in your direction two of them are helping one of them who has been badly axed mm. okay. <laughs> who did that do i still have time to do something well your action has been used okay. but you have still have a bonus and a move i mean part of a move you took five feet of movement yeah. you still got like 25 feet that you could do something with yeah she's gonna move further away she's gonna get as far away from them as she can with the bow okay just run <laughs> You pick a direction that is the the opposite direction. Obviously, they are. isn't towards them, and run. You're running deeper into the swamp. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I've watched episodes of TV about this kind of thing. <laughs> For their turn, they keep running. Two of them will stop and help Like stand up and start running with basically toward you. Mm -hmm. You can't tell if they're chasing you or if you're just going in the same direction. <laughs> Back on the boat, everybody's chill. Zerus, you don't know where you are, but you're underwater. I'm stabbing a croc. Oh, that time we have a 16. That'll hit. Five radiant and seven stabbing piercing. Damn. What's it look like when you kill this crocodile? <laughs> I take out its other fucking eye and just jab that dagger all the way through it. Like K-Bar. You float to the surface on the back of a dead crocodile. Can I rip out one of its teeth and start... Swimming to shore? Yes. I will do that. You're giving that to Creedon, right? Yeah, you thought it was weird when I did that. <laughs> <laughs> it's for Creedon, obviously. <laughs> this one was a lot bigger, though. <laughs> I'm here to take care of you, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the tooth you take out is easily forearm-sized. Nice. Wow. Damn. Max and Dredd are going to be so impressed. <laughs> I'm assuming that's still in the view of the boat. Yeah, you only ended up about 80 feet away from the boat, but you actually ended up towards the tributary, so you're really close to shore. Yep. You know, what, what passes for shore. I'll head after, if I can spot it quick enough, I'll head after the, the group of bandits. Um, It's pretty clear the direction they went, because all the foliage is stomped as they were not careful, so you can go after them. I'll do that. Crocodile's dead. Like is out of spells. <laughs> So there's been a few manipulation moments during this fight, and you might be thinking, Nate's trying to win against his players because good and bad rules didn't come to fruition. So I feel like I need to explain what's actually happening here in the mind of Nate, me, because I don't want you to take away the lesson that the DM should like disregard rules and just make up things. So earlier in this fight, in the last episode, Creedon used suggestion to force Like to yield which technically failed when he was chopped by Kaima's axe, but I actually was feeling generous and kept it going because Like needed to get out of there alive anyway, or at least that was his whole goal. 
Instead of having, like, shoot Creedon from invisibility, he attempted to negotiate his escape by taking her hostage because he was attempting to yield, but of course on his terms. He's a slimy warlock. This did not go well, which you heard. And in this episode, Boulain makes a persuasion roll to convince Like to surrender his bow, and in exchange she will heal him. Like uses his conjuration spell to create a giant alligator, which was fully under his control and non-hostile at the time, in hopes that he would have some leverage to again negotiate a surrender in which he escapes with or without the bow. But Creedon knocked him unconscious, and due to his faltered concentration check, he lost control of the giant alligator. I was trying to do what the dice said, but in a way that a powerful deal-making warlock would do. And, well, you heard what happened, and now you have my inner monologue to help you understand. But this seems like a good time for this mid-roll to talk about building trust as a dungeon master. If your players trust you, they don't need to hear your inner monologue all the time. It can even be kind of fun for them to discover those motives as the scene unfolds. Mandy rolled a persuasion check. You'll notice that the game did not grind to a halt when it appeared that it didn't work immediately, and that's because Mandy trusts Nate to try to fulfill the intention of what we negotiated to the benefit of the whole table. So, how do I create this level of trust? I see my job as a dungeon master to be the tabletop RPG facilitator. It's the same set of skills I use as an educator when I'm like facilitating a class. There's a group of people, they have a couple of objectives. My job is to make sure they get to them by the end of the time. So in this case, there's a group of people around a table playing a game, telling a story. My job is to make sure they're successful at those two objectives. As a facilitator, I make sure people take turns, that they obey the rules of the game. I kind of steer the story in the direction we agree to play towards. And I keep us moving at a pace that will result in us kind of getting done, or at least getting somewhere. I also like to think of myself as like a little teacher, and I'm hoping all my players will eventually be dungeon masters, like future facilitators of tables that I get to sit at in their chair. So what does this philosophy mean? I I don't write the story. I create challenges, yes, scenarios, yes, but I don't know how they're going to unfold. I don't write the endings. I manage mechanics so that there is a fair and quick resolution to story problems, because we kind of agreed that we're all playing this game, but I'm, I'm not the rule book. I apply enough pressure to make the players engage through their characters. In other words, I'm here to be of service to the people at the table. It's not really about me. I do get joy out of the process done well and the story told well. I try to be super transparent. I announce target numbers before dice are rolled. I let people negotiate with me on various outcomes. I tell people my reasoning all the time. I explain what I was thinking out loud, and as a result, in the moments when I don't do those things, either because I don't live up to my expectations, which does sometimes happen, or I do try to live up to my expectations, but it doesn't come out right, which I think is what really happened here in this game, I get the benefit of the doubt. The Dungeon Master's role is not God in the story. They're more like an engineer of a machine, or the conductor of an opera, or the metaphor I prefer, which is the teacher in a room full of students who are about to do most of the work for the next few hours. I'm just here to keep the thing moving. There you go, Nate explaining what a dungeon master is. What a jerk. We beat both of them, except, you know, he's still... This guy's... All of his spells are just being his slippery little shit.
Yep, pretty much. I don't know, the crocodile's a menace. That's not just being a slippery shit, that's like, kill them. Well, yeah, but that was the capital B bad spell. <laughs> yeah, that was the, I'm a, I'm gonna die if I don't do this. Yeah. How come I don't get one of those? You're not high enough level yet, Creighton. We did fine. Have, have, have any of us taken any damage on this fight? Nope. <laughs> None of us have. Oh. I almost just stabbed nope. in the neck, but I... Yeah. Slipperied myself out of it. You slipperied yourself out of it because you are also a slippery little fucker. <laughs> That's about all I've got, actually. I eventually I could get Misty Step and I will. Yeah, this warlock is just higher level than you. That's fine. You'll get there. So, to resume this foot chase, Like's appearance transforms. He now looks exactly like one of the guys next to him in the process of them running. <laughs> you can do the same thing I can. <laughs> He's got all your same tricks. So he's indistinguishable. Hate this guy. Well, Except that he's hurt more. He's hurt more. Boulain, you're actually close enough to see this transformation occur. Okay. You're only about 20 feet ahead of them. Okay, so I can tell which one is them. You still know which one he is. Wait, can he do that without his spellcasting focus, assuming it was the bow? Right, I've got oh, the bow. good point. Bitches. Actually, this is an invocation, so he might be able to. I actually don't know how that works, and that would be good for me to know, too. I don't know how that works, either. Hold on, I'll Google it. It's so rare that we're separated from our spellcasting focuses. D&D, 5th edition, Warlock, cast. That's why Boulain's spellcasting focus is a tattoo. She cannot lose it. <laughs> I'm not getting this lipstick pink heart wand tattooed on myself. <laughs> the Warlock's... I don't know, you're a goth child. It'd be, it'd be like, super ironic. He still has to have the components in the casting time. Nope, he doesn't succeed in casting it because he doesn't have his focus. <laughs> All right. So he tries to cast a spell and then regrets it. Okay, is it my turn? Whose turn is it? It is your turn. Boulain is going to cast Thaumaturgy because we're on the sandbar, right? Yep. She's going to cast Thaumaturgy and she wants sand to fly up into all her eyes. Okay, you create a little sandstorm. You don't know how effective it is. They're clearly not blinded, but it's disorienting. Would you like to continue running? Anything you want to do with your move and your... She doesn't want to run into the swamp. So I'm trying to get the immediate geography. There's the river, right? And we're on a sandbar and we're headed into the swamp. Correct. So what she wants to do is get around them back towards the river because she knows she needs to get back to the boat. Your choices are to jump into a rapids on either side of the sandbar. Oh, I see. Also, there's Zerus... On the other side of the bad guys. Oh, can I see Zerus? No, the foliage is too thick. Okay. Zerus is making really good time. He will probably catch up, but you can't see him yet. Okay. You don't know that he's coming after you. Yeah, I don't know that anybody's coming after me. She's going to keep moving into the swamp. She's going to keep trying to put distance between her and them. Okay. It's a foot chase. I'm going to leave initiative order because this is turning into a foot chase. <laughs> So, Zerus, you do not have to deal with the rough terrain because the people who plowed through it in front of you are breaking it, so you're actually able to catch up pretty quickly. Boulain, you are not able to be in that situation, so you are still tumbling over rocks, pushing through swamp grass. Sometimes you're waist deep in water, sometimes you're back up on the sandbar. It's ridiculous. So she's not moving fast. No, but neither is the people chasing okay. you. Well, chasing is a strong word. Neither is the people running in the same direction you're running. <laughs> Zerus, you can catch up. No problem. They've destroyed most of the rough terrain. Your athletics is far superior to this group of people. You are not injured. So, can I reach them in, in one round from the sand? I assume not. From the from killing down in the crocodile, 
swim to shore, use all the move I can to get towards them. Next round. It'll take about three rounds for you to get to them. Okay. Once I get to them, I'm going to go ahead and rage and start stabbing each and every one of them on the way through. Okay. Starting at the back and moving my way forward, honestly trying to be kind of quiet about it. <laughs> Good God. Quiet rage. Yes. Huh? Yes, quiet rage. You're pulling, like, the Rambo moves? <laughs> yeah. You're Predator. I mean, I have a dagger, right? I'm, I'm basically using a K-bar. Okay, you're using your dagger. Roll me stealth, please. My axe is in the fucking drink, man. Right, yeah, it is. It is. It is. Right, okay. You want a stealth? <laughs> I'm not wearing heavy. Oh, that's a five, so no. Okay, the first person you axe causes several people to notice they're being axed. <laughs> Stab, um, yep. <laughs> Weird. We are basically four of these guys are going to break off and fight you while the rest run. Okay. So you have four bandits. What are they wielding again? Your first turn, you're just going to run up and hit a guy. Roll damage, please. I'll rage as well. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead and roll damage and see if you kill him. Otherwise, it's one of the four guys is badly injured. No. No, he's not alive. <laughs> Nine piercing and six radiant. So dead. You stab him real good. Four of these guys will turn around. Most of them have lost a lot of their weaponry in the turned over canoe problem. So two of them pull boot daggers and two of them are just going to try to punch you. And you are swarmed by four wet, ornery bandits. Bandit with a dagger makes an eight to hit. Bandit with a dagger makes a 17 to hit. 17 will hit. Please take three damage. Did you have that? No, I did not. <laughs> so one. Bandit throws a punch. 20 to hit, take one damage. <laughs> and another bandit succeeds in punching you for one damage. Got it. Three points of damage. Well, this is a slaughter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to... All right, I think I'm going to say that this is not worth playing out. <laughs> Creighton is standing on the barge, just like, where'd everybody go? <laughs> so, Zerus, you'll take two more damage in the course of downing these guys. And everybody else gets about four more turns away from you. Boulaine, how much running are you going to run? She probably realizes that Zerus is caught up, right? I think you hear some screams. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. She's going to slow down and stop. They're still coming for her? Or they're, oh, they're yeah. Still yeah. Well, for you is a strong word, but they're still coming at you. Okay. There are four left, right? Four total figures. There are four left. One of them is like, he has eight hit points. He has eight hit points. <laughs> They don't seem to be chasing her. They're just they're just running. They're running. It's towards you. The bow hasn't said anything else to her, right? You have a keen awareness that people are chasing you. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Seems supernatural in nature. It's as if you can't be caught off guard while holding this bow. Oh, interesting. That's nice. That's neat. That's worth keeping around. <laughs> She's going to cast Sacred Flame on Lake. Okay. Is that a roll to hit or a deck save? That is a deck save. Okay, he's going to try to make his deck save. Get this, jerk. 14. Okay, that makes it. Never mind. Okay, he dodges some fire. At that point, four guys will basically slam into you. Like is going to grab for the bow. Mm, no. The rest of them are going to run by you. They're not here to fight. They're running for their lives. Mm. Like apparently has something invested in that bow. So I need an athletics or an acrobatics. Acrobatics, please. <laughs> Oh my god, five. Like grabs the bow no! and pushes, shoulder checks you. Do we have inspiration? I don't know. I have inspiration marked on my character sheet, but that could have just been me fiddling with things. Um, I can't remember when I gave it to you. 
So yes, you do. I would like to inspire Bulane to hold on to that bow. Bulane, roll again. Excellent. Thank you, Zerus. Oh, that's a little better. Oh, God. 13. <laughs> he gets an 18. Mm -hmm. He does pull the bow out of your hands and starts running, mm -hmm. but he had to stop and fiddle with you, so now he's falling behind. Okay. Bulane, you have another turn, and then Zerus will catch up to okay, you. Okay, she is going to cast Toll the Dead on him. Okay, he's going to roll a wisdom saving throw. I shouldn't have helped him. He fails terribly. Please roll your damage. Oh, shit. Needless to say, he is injured. Ten. She doesn't want to kill him. She just wants to get him unconscious again. You ring the bell, and he face plants directly into the swamp water. <laughs> Roll him. Let's see how he, let's see how lucky he is where he goes down. Uh, eh, mediocre. Okay, he's, he's kind of half out of the water. He's not drowning. Oh, she's going to grab him if he starts going in the water. Let's see if these three bandits are going to... Uh, they notice... <laughs> they turn around, they see Zerus come plowing, <laughs> covered in blood and water and crocodile guts holding a tooth the size of his arm. <laughs> and they just they just turn and run. They're, 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 they're just, going. They're done. They're done. Can I say that at some point, Creedon very reluctantly got out of the barge and started trying to stomp her way up to shore to get in the to find everyone? Eventually, the barge will help you okay. by going to the side. You can catch up to them. I, I think it'll be the a question while. question is, do you want to chase the remaining three bandits, or do you just want to let Sadie tail them? Sadie can tail them. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to okay. go further. The party gets back together. Bulane is going to cast Spare the Dying to stabilize him in his unconsciousness. Excellent. Are we dragging him back to the barge, or are we leaving him here and saying we killed him? We are tying him up, and we are taking him back to the barge. We need to be careful not to let What's-Her-Face kill him. Agreed. Fair enough. And Bulane will strap the bow to her back. Can I touch it? Sure. <laughs> I want to touch his bow. All right. His bow, just for, for your edification, is a bow of warning. Mm. It is a magic weapon. It does not give bonuses to attack and damage. But while the weapon is on your person, if you're attuned to it, you have advantage on initiative rolls. In addition, you and any companions within 30 feet cannot be surprised, except when incapacitated by something other than non-magical sleep. The weapon will magically awaken everyone within 30 feet. Nice. If any of you are sleeping normally during a combat. Cool. That's really neat. Does he have any other jewelry or other items that seem incongruent with a swamp person aesthetic? There is a gold signet ring on his finger. I'll take that. It's probably his family ring, isn't it? It is the Frikers family signet ring, a leftover relic from when royalty was still a thing 100 years ago. Great. What is your plan? We're going to tie him up. We've got rope, right? Done. If not, you've got plenty of swamp vines. <laughs> All right. So we're going to tie him up, and Bulane will say to Zerus, please carry him. Throw him over his shoulder. Kate. He's huge, but you're not under any pressure, so... Yep, I mean, I guess we will make our way back to the barge. Okay. She will check in with Sadie to see if she sees where the where the bandits went. So Sadie follows the bandits. She goes out of your telepathy range, but she'll come back about 30 minutes later, and she can tell you right where they are. They have a little treehouse. When we come back here, would you please prepare the ability to find an object? Because I lost one. Yes, I can. 
while we are walking back to the bar, Jack wanna trail behind Zerus and just look at I mean I don't know that his name is like, but I'll say Going Bandits <laughs> <laughs> You're very formidable. Did you know I was coming? He's unconscious, isn't he? Oh shit. I smack him awake. He will regain consciousness in one D four hours. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> well, I look at him a lot then. <laughs> yeah. He looks like a normal dude, only he's obviously military trained and has stayed up on his physical health. Before we get within sight of the barge, Boulain says, if he is to stand trial for the laws he has broken, we will need to keep Kaima from killing him. We will make sure that happens. So, when you get back to shore, the engineers have pulled in all the bodies they could find, including your axe, oh. and... Oh have obviously taken all of the little bits of copper and silver out of their pockets, any little jewelry or trinkets off of them, and they've got a little haul. It's not much. It's almost nothing, in fact. Oh, sure. After throwing Frikes down, I'll be like, oh, Creedon. And I'll hand her the, what is it, two-foot tooth? <laughs> tooth. <laughs> I smile, and you barely can hold it up as you pop it into my arm. It's real sharp. And the real reason I'm doing this here now and the real reason I did this is because all the followers of Ambition should now understand not to fuck with me. <laughs> That's a fair one. That's the hope, right? <laughs> Wait, he says that out loud? No, no. Oh, no like, oh, okay. But my, the reason I'm saying is because I'm trying to make a show of it. One, I'm not even scratched. Mm -hmm. And this is something that Kaima was running away from. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I think Kaima is suitably impressed. So she leans over the edge of the barge and is like, well, did you find their hideout or you want to head back to town? Let's head back to town and figure it out. All right. Well, we got their leader. They're probably done for. Millane says, I agree. Without the bandit, they are fairly powerless. We should be able to route them out with ease. She twirls an axe in her hand and says, although there's probably a lot of expensive trade goods in that hideout. We can ask him about it when we get back to town. All right. I tried. All right, boys, turn us around. We're getting out of here. And the barge starts going up the lazy river. And that is our show. Don't forget to leave us a rating and review. Special thanks to Todd Ferguson and My Pet Machine for our tunes. Julie at Elaborate Flight of Fancy for our logo. Thank you to Troy Christensen who is the original author of Highlock and D&D lore. Will our heroes get out of the swamp without running into trouble? Find out next time on Carrots and Suffering, a D&D Odyssey.